There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Hi, my name is Phil Seeley. I'm the pastor of Grace Bible Independent Baptist Church in Shingle House, Pennsylvania, and uh, I, I also want to thank uh, Brother McVeigh for having us back on the podcast and uh, just asked us to share our testimony and uh, what the Lord has done in us. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll start as a child. I, I grew up in a in a Christian home. Uh, my folks went to a Methodist church, and I grew up you know, learning all about the stories of the Bible and learning uh, about all that the the Lord had done in different people and for different people, but. They always, to me, just seemed as stories. Uh, I never really doubted them. Uh, it was never in my mind to doubt the Bible. Um, but at the same time, I never really saw any responsibility that I had before God as a child. Um, whenever the preacher would be speaking, uh, he would uh, address the crowd as though everyone there uh, was in the good graces of God, that they had everything everything okay. Uh, and the majority of the messages that we heard was about, um, you know, how to live better and, and how to love more and, and all of these things. And uh, so that, that that was my background growing up. Um, when I was a child, and I'm not sure what age, uh, my parents were at a business meeting and there was a, a church service uh, on that weekend there. And there was an invitation given, and apparently I had gone forward and uh, asked Jesus to save me. And I, I don't remember that at all. Um, but when my mom told me about that, that was the point where I looked at in my life and said, "Okay, well, I'm I'm good with God." Then, uh, never really knowing what that even meant uh, to be good with God. But uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, in uh, when I was seventeen, uh, I met. Uh, who's now my wife, Natalie Seeley, and uh, she was Natalie Hendershot at the time, and her parents were going over to Grace Bible Church here in Shingle House, and uh, I started uh, coming over and, and visiting uh, that church with them every once in a while, and uh, sat under the King James Bible for the very first time, and uh, it startled me because it was things that I'd never heard of before, and uh, I remember specifically one time in 2002 that uh, an evangelist had come through and he was only there ever one Sunday and he preached out of Luke 16 on hell and uh, I was scared to death of hell and and I'd never heard anything like that before in my life and at the invitation I uh, was <clears throat> I went forward and a gentleman took me into a counseling room and took me through the Romans road and and I just remember being terrified of hell and uh, I remember thinking in my mind that uh, if it isn't real, if I if I if I'm really not saved, Lord, would you just make it real this time? And I I prayed what the uh, man had told me to pray and uh, repeated after him, and 
nothing really happened, but I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything to happen. I didn't know what was supposed to happen. Um, but the man was crying and I went out and uh, my wife's family was crying and uh, they were all excited. And so uh, I figured, wow, this is this is a good thing. I, I guess I just got saved then and um, went on and, and I started, uh, the way I like to put it, I, I started manufacturing fruit in my life. Uh, I looked around at the different ones in the church, saw how they dressed, saw, saw how they talked. Uh, and I started um, mimicking them. Uh, I, I changed the way I dress at church, and I changed the way that I would talk. But really, my whole life, I had been very good at being a chameleon. I could fit in with any crowd in school, uh, from the jocks all the way down to you know the stoners and and everybody in between. And uh, I, I always had a secret life. I always had a double life. And uh, knowing now, looking back now, I know I was a double-minded man, and I was unstable in all my ways. But at the time, th- those scriptures weren't in me. Uh, the understanding of that wasn't in me at all. And it was just the way that I was. And so trying to balance out uh, what apparently I thought the Lord had done in me and saving me and still you know, falling into sin every single day, uh, terrible things. And uh, I just equated it to Romans 7 and that that was just the struggle back and forth of the flesh and the spirit and all of these things. It uh, never really occurred to me that I hadn't been born of God. Um, but uh, fast forward a little bit, and uh, I, I thank the Lord for this, but that I, I felt as though I, I needed to do more. And uh, every time a preacher would come and preach, I would get under conviction. And I, I assumed that that was the Lord calling me into ministry and drawing me into that 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 thing. And so I began, uh, I spoke with Pastor Hain, who was the, the pastor here at the time. And uh, he uh, allowed me to uh, preach on, on Wednesday nights. And I began uh, teaching some of the teen Sunday school classes and such. And uh, as, as knowing now, as a lost man, and, uh, of course my wife and I had gotten married in 2014 or 2004. And, uh, we, I had begun working shift work at a refinery and some things were falling apart in our lives. Um, uh, but we were really, really good at, at hiding things from each other and hiding things from everyone. And, uh, that secrecy was just exhausting and there were times where we never screamed at each other, we never yelled at each other, but we would get into fights, and it was just it was just terrible. And uh, I had convinced myself that our marriage was okay because we would always work it out before we'd go to bed, you know, letting out by the sun go down on their wrath and all of these things. And uh, <clears throat> but one night I was I was going to work and I was working. Uh, the midnight shift. So it was around 10 o'clock and my wife and I had had an argument and um, there was just all sorts of perversion in my life and she didn't know about it. And uh, I was just, I was under such heavy conviction. It was, it was a Sunday night uh, going into the Monday morning shift and I was driving to work and about halfway there, I was going up a hill called McCray Brook and uh, the weight of everything that was going on just kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And I began uh, just sobbing my eyes out uh, because I, I, saw, I saw how wicked I was. And God just continued to unpack my heart and, and showed me the deceitfulness in my life. And he, he showed me the perversion in my life and the wickedness in my life. And 
uh, he he had stirred up my heart on on some things that were just so vile, and it, it just got worse and worse. And I literally felt as though there was there was a hand on my back pressing me, and I was so heavy that I was I was literally hanging off of my steering wheel, and uh, sobbing uncontrollably as I'm as I'm going up this hill, and. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse and darker and darker. And as I drove along, uh, I, I didn't think it could get any worse. And I was just, I was just sobbing out to the Lord. And as those things came to mind, all of a sudden, I some things about the Lord Jesus Christ had come to my mind, and and I began seeing Him in His perfection and in His holiness, and in his love and in in his beauty and and who he was and i remember just that made it just completely worse and i look back now and i see myself as isaiah and i i i felt undone it it got infinitely worse how i saw myself when i saw his perfection and i didn't think it could get any worse but it had and Right at that moment, right when I felt as though I I literally could have slipped off into the fires of hell, um, right at that moment, the words flashed across my mind, my grace is sufficient. And the only reason I think that, that those words came to my mind is because that, that must have been what Pastor Hain had preached on that morning. And those words, my grace is sufficient, were the most beautiful things that ever had ever come to my mind. And for the first time in my life, I actually believed it. I saw his grace as absolutely sufficient to cover and take care of everything that he had just shown me was me. And I went, it was an instantaneous switch that had been flipped. I went from sobbing and absolute terror and weight and heaviness and pain and sorrow in my heart to instant joy. Uh, joy so much so that I was, I was, laughter was boiling out of me. And if anybody had been in the car with me, they would have thought I was crazy. But I was just, I was just so overjoyed at the thought that His grace was sufficient for me. And I don't remember the rest of the ride to work that night. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, this was in two thousand nine. I don't remember if I said that or not. But I don't remember the rest of the ride to work. I don't remember any of that. Uh, but I do now look back and I see that there were some things that had begun changing in me. And uh, I began talking about the Lord at work and I had never done so before. And knowing now I was ashamed of Jesus. And that was why I never spoke of him. Again, I was a great chameleon at work. Uh, I was I was able to fit in with everyone at work. And uh, I, I took pride in that. And oh, what a wicked thing that pride was. But Fast forward a little bit further, uh, in 2014, September 7th, 2014, uh, the Lord uh, put a definite call into the ministry uh, upon my life, and I surrendered to Him there. And, and that day, the Lord had done a great work in my wife as well. And uh, after the church service, it was a Sunday morning after the church service, uh, she came up to me and she said, Honey, I have something to tell you. And I said, Well, I've got something to tell you. Uh, and the Lord had just done some great things in our lives at that point. And she had said that she had surrendered to the Lord's will in my life. Um, and uh, 2015, here at the church, I had begun working with the teenagers. Uh, 2018, uh, we had the, the privilege and honor to go 
up to a clavic in the Northwest Territories, Canada, uh, to visit a preacher, uh, Larry Noland. And uh, later on that year, he had emailed me and asked if we would consider filling in for him on a furlough in 2020. And we prayed about it for a couple of days, but the answer was very clear that we were to go. And so uh, we made preparations for that. And from January to July in 2020, we were in Canada. And of course, uh, about March, uh, the world shut down with COVID and we had so much time on our hands and uh, got an email from Pastor John Asquith of Black Creek uh, Baptist Church. And uh, he said that God has given you a unique opportunity to study, use it wisely. And so we did that. And uh, my wife and I both sat down and we read uh, about 40 chapters out of our Bible uh, a day uh, for 30 days. And we read through the entirety of the Bible in, in one 30-day period. And the Lord just showed us some amazing things in that. Uh, but where my life really uh, became shattered was there in Galatians 2.20 or 2.16, where it says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. And again, I had heard that same thing, faith in Christ, faith in Christ. And uh, I was reading a book by Pastor Asquith where he talks about the faith of Christ. And I said, well, no, that's faith in Christ. And I looked in the Bible and I realized that I was wrong and that it is the faith of Jesus Christ. And at that time, I had no idea what that even meant. I didn't. The Lord didn't even reveal to me what the faith of Christ was for another couple of years. But I knew that I didn't believe my Bible. And so I began looking at my life and I began questioning, well, did I even get saved? When when did I get saved? If if it's not my faith put in Christ, if it's Christ's faith in me, when did he give that to me? And I knew that it wasn't in 2002 when I thought I had gotten saved. And I began examining my life and with fear and trembling, I, I looked and I just begged the Lord to show me that if he had truly saved me, that he'd show me when it was. And he made it absolutely abundantly clear that well, it wasn't in 2002 that I saved you, but in 2009, uh, on your way to work, that was when I saved you. And and I look back now, and at the time, I didn't even know what had happened, but I knew that something had happened. And I assumed it was just First John 1, 9 being played out in my life. Uh, but I see now that that was, the, that was the point in my life when I finally believed that Jesus Christ and His grace was sufficient for every bit of my wickedness and my wretchedness. And that was the point where I was born of God. And uh, from this day, from that day forward, I saw changes, and and the Lord has uh, purified me, and He has has wrought things in me. And uh, since we began believing the Word of God, every word of it, for exactly as it's written, oh, He showed us such beautiful things out of His law, out of His Word, and and uh, we're just so thankful to the Lord and for what He has done, and for His goodness and His grace to us. And uh, again. Uh, Brother McVeigh, we are so thankful uh, that you're doing these podcasts. And uh, again, we're, we're thankful that you had us on again, that we could share what the Lord has done with us and in us. And uh, we just ask that everybody that is listening to this would just consider their own selves and work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, if it's if it's something that you have done, you need to look at that time and see if God actually did anything in you. Uh, because he changes you. He changes you 100%. There, there's not a bit of you that he does not touch. So, again, thank you, Brother McVeigh. You folks have a good day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. 
as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.